Welcome to another Governance Conversation brought to you by the Centre of African Studies in partnership with the Mo Ibrahim Foundation. Today we're talking to Professor Tumani Kara, Director of Africa Research Development at the UK Medical Research Council. Welcome. Um, perhaps we could start off by exploring what governance means in a health context. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, I do. Um, indeed, um, uh, it's a complex um, uh, group of uh, functions that aim at making certain that health research policies are in place and also that health policy management are in place. The aim of it actually is to make sure that there is universal coverage for health in a fair and equitable manner. And do you think that differs from the World Health Organization's concept of stewardship? No, stewardship is just another interpretation. The, 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 the foundation for stewardship uh, mimic the uh, health governance uh, acceptable to all and sundry in the world. And at the 2015 Residential School on Governance for Development in Africa, you're going to be talking about medical research in Africa. I wonder if you could tell us what the challenges for research of health are in Africa. I think fundamentally it's um, um, funding, um, followed by the environment and uh, equally of relevance is um, leadership. Those three things are the pillars of what defines the positive of, of, of research in Africa by Africans. But uh, measures are being put in place um, to ensure that we see meaningful changes in the right direction. And so what is the issue with funding at the moment? Where is the funding coming from? Where is it being directed? And is it going to the right places? Good question. Um, what we would like to see is that funding comes from African governments, from Africans in Africa and Africans in diaspora. Presently, bulk of funding in research in Africa comes from the North. Therefore, defining priorities of research becomes a problem and uh, is therefore a stumbling block. It may not necessarily be related to issues that are pertinent to improving health of the Africans in Africa. And he who pays the piper calls the tune. Of course. I mean, one of the persistent criticisms of organisations like the Gates Foundation and Global Fund, for example, has been that it pulls funding towards certain key areas and it skews the environment in ways that might not be helpful towards health issues in Africa. So I'm not necessarily thinking about those organisations in particular, but to what extent are African priorities able to be reflected in health funding? We are fortunate that in uh, most circumstances the priorities of Africa are related, are involved. If you look at TB, malaria, HIV, those are quite leading causes of morbidity and mortality. But there are other issues um, uh, uh, such as um, neglected tropical infections, which from 2013 onwards has become a focus for, of interest. And the EDCTP has now in fact added neglected tropical diseases into, into what needs to be done. The world is also aware that there could be a, a double uh, whammy for, for Africa in, and that not just infectious diseases but rearing its ugly head of non-communicable uh, non diseases such as hypertension, diabetes, etc. And you just mentioned non-communicable diseases. What is the research funding for those? I mean, is, is there any systematic extensive research being supported in Africa and if so, who's paying for that? It's beginning to, to, to happen. The um, uh, um, GSK, for example, in 2014 
announced the Open African Lab, focusing mainly on research into non-communicable diseases in Africa. Um, uh, the Gates Foundation is also um, spending some money on uh, into non-communicable diseases. But what we want to see as Africans, and it's beginning to happen, I must stress this, is for African governments to put more money into research for Africa by Africans in Africa. I mean, speaking to medical researchers in Tanzania, for example, I've sensed a, a deep frustration that the way health is thought of in relation to much of Africa is in the tropical disease paradigm. So there are certain things that they feel they are expected to research on, which may not actually reflect what they actually want to or feel the priorities are. To what extent do you think narratives about what the health problems in Africa are are distorting the reality and, and therefore shaping for, uh, the research environment? We come back to the same issue of who funds, who, who pays the piper, uh, what are the interests of the people, the funders. What we need to do is to change that dynamics so that funding comes from Africa and then Africa will identify its priority and Africa will spend money on its priorities. Until we start spending in, uh, in Africa, we would be subjected to the nuances of not always able being able to, to do what we, what we want to do. I've always said to colleagues and friends, in fact, just yesterday, uh, 2015, I was, I was stressing that perhaps if the oil producers in Africa could dedicate, could dedicate a, a well each from each country to research funding in Africa, health research funding, we will begin to reshape it in a manner that befits the African population. That's an interesting proposal. I'd like to see if that ever came to fruition. Are there any countries that are taking the lead? Yes, um, uh, Tanzania, you mentioned earlier on. As you know, Africa, some in uh, Abuja declaration, did stress the need for contribution by African governments towards research. Um, it's taken a long, long while for it to, 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 to come to fruition. But places like Tanzania are now putting in 1% to 2% of GDPs. Ghana has a, a very interesting way of of spending some of the money collected on VAT, on, uh, on research and health, uh, into health, etc. African governments are waking up, um, but we like to see them run the race rather than, than creep the race. You mentioned the environment. Uh, to what extent is there capacity to scale up research across Africa? Are there the people with the required training or does that need to be set in motion? Yeah, if we look at environment, let's first of all look at infrastructure. The, the labs are not as equipped as they should be in most places, but they are beginning to improve and, and uh, EDCTP in the last five years have spent a lot of money on refurbishing labs and bringing them up to, up, up, up to standard. The, the other problem we face is uh, uh, attracting um, uh, competence and retaining competent staff. Uh, particularly African staff in Africa. There's a major funding issue. Um, uh, it is very difficult to see uh, an African who obtains a PhD from Harvard, from Yale, from Cambridge or Oxford to go back home to Africa to work. Um, uh, main reasons are the fact that the environment they're going back to, the research culture they're going back to, the critical mass they're going back to. Research cannot be done by an individual. Research is a team effort as it becomes more complicated as time goes on. So to change this, we will need to make sure that the labs are suitable for modern research, that there is adequate remuneration to attract Africans back home, 
and there's a culture of spending significant sums of money to direct research and the ability to prioritize research relevant to the needs of the African communities. And is there a role for European and North American and other universities in collaborating uh, with researchers in, based in Africa in, in facilitating this? Absolutely. Um, uh, research cannot be done in isolation. We need partnerships, we need genuine partnerships, we need true partnerships. Um, and to do that, you need the Africans to be at a level where they can debate and argue um, uh, with their well-trained counterparts in the North. It's beginning to happen, but we need to see more of that happening. And you mentioned leadership as the third challenge, and that brings us on to the issue, or back to the issue of governance. So in what ways can governance help improve the, uh, the health research environment uh, across Africa? We can look at governance into, uh, in the health research um, uh, in two ways. The first one is um, the presence of ethical committees, the presence of international review boards, the presence of committees that can sit and discuss the relevance of the science, um, uh, making sure that uh, um, the participants are well looked after and they are not coerced into, into, into research, and making sure that the research that is being carried is relevant to the country where it's being uh, carried out. But also we have to look at uh, governance from the top. We need uh, well-formed, well-organized, well-funded um, research um, uh, um, institutions at the top overlooking all research that takes place in the country. And this is where um, governance is key. How do we appoint the leaders to these positions? Are we going to use political approaches or are we going to use um, an open competition where the best man can win? Political approaches are not always the best way forward. Open competitions are key and we must go have governance in place to ensure that the best man has an opportunity to win. And how easy it, is it for African researchers based in African institutions in Africa to disseminate their findings to an international community? Is there a, are there obstacles to getting their findings out? Um, there's the adage, publish or perish. <laughs> if you don't publish, you perish and if you don't publish, you don't get any more funds and nobody knows you. The ability to publish in high-impact journals is difficult, it's rare. And uh, we need to train our African scientists to be able to compete to publish in such high-impact journals. This brings about international recognition. Publishing in local journals is good. In fact, if you're publishing relevant matters, then your community can read it and there's a chance to make sure that uh, it, it, it impacts on policy. But what is key to impacting on policy is for the researchers to be in a position to discuss with the policy makers at the onset of the research, engage them, identify their needs, and work with them on the research pattern. This is where I say funding coming from outside may not produce that, uh, but funding coming from African governments will help us strengthen that approach. And if you do research that cannot impact on policy in your country, you should ask yourself again, what's the purpose of that research? Is it just to publish papers, to become a professor, or is it to impact on the health of your country? And finally, clearly we've kind of still going through the Ebola epidemic uh, that has swept through three countries in West Africa, Liberia, Guinea and Sierra Leone in, across 2014 and into 2015. 
And I just wondered if you think there has been, if greater attention had been given to research, medical research in Africa, would that have contributed to perhaps mitigating the scale of the epidemic? And what can research do to help prevent further outbreaks in future epidemics? Um, absolutely, I agree with you on all counts here. It's not just research for, for Africa, and particularly looking at the Ebola epidemic in West Africa. Surveillance must be put in place. If surveillance were as good as they're supposed to be, would have picked up the cases much sooner. If research capabilities were there, people would have started to try some research and approaches to make sure that the disease is contained. Rather unfortunately, I, uh, I am aware that um, research is now ongoing in all the three countries, funded from outside, none from within Africa, and uh, led mostly by people from outside Africa. But what is good about this one is clear that the world is now listening and that they are the, 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 included in the research packages, even though they are funded from outside, are capacity development activities to make sure that the next generation of Africans um, acquire the skills to, to, to do research. Professor Kara, thank you very much. Thank you.